Welcome to The Doctrinal Component with Tom Nettles, brought to you by Founders Ministries. Founders Ministries is a reformed teaching organization committed to the recovery of the gospel and the reformation of local churches. For more teaching material by Dr. Nettles, please visit founders.org. Hello, welcome to this particular edition of The Doctrinal Component. I'm Tom Nettles, and we have been looking together uh, at Titus chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, seeing how Paul has placed such rich doctrinal content in these few words that he says to Titus in introducing him to the instructions that he is giving him as he ministers there in Crete. Uh, we talked yesterday about the, the faith of God's elect, how the Apostle Paul talked about how he was an apostle, and uh, or servant and an apostle uh, for the sake of the faith of God's elect. And then he follows that with the phrase, and their knowledge of the truth. Now this idea of the knowledge of the truth reinforces what we were saying in our last session about the faith having content. It is not just the internal attitude of, of trust and affection that we have for God and uh, for his uh, saving work in us and for the work of Christ, but it is the body of knowledge that he has given us that is to prompt our right worship of God and the right way to trust him and a right knowledge of ourselves and all of these things that he reveals. And so he emphasizes when he says the faith of God's elect, we could say even their knowledge of the truth. Because without a knowledge of the truth, then you cannot have faith. Without a knowledge of the truth, you will believe lies. Without a knowledge of the truth, you will not trust in the Christ who has come in the flesh and has given himself as a propitiatory sacrifice for sin. We must have a knowledge of the truth. So this reinforces the concept of faith, not only as an attitude, but as or as a trust engendered by a cordial embracing of a particular message about God, but it is that content of doctrine that we are to believe. We see this set forth in a very uh, pungent way in the book of Second Thessalonians, where Paul talks about the difference between those who have been taught of God to have true faith and those who have been deceived uh, by Satan. And he, he says this, uh, 2, Timothy, 2 Thessalonians 2, beginning with verse 9, The coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan, with all power and false signs and wonders, with all wicked deception for those who are perishing, because they refused to love the truth, and so to be saved. In one of our earlier sessions, we talked about those who believe the, the doctrines of demons and the, the, the deceitful uh, teachings that come, that this is one of the main things that Satan wants to do is to take us away from the truth. And Paul talks about these who have been uh, deceived and they, and by, by Satan and they refuse to love the truth and be saved. He goes on, Therefore God sends them a strong delusion so that they may believe what is false, in order that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure 
in unrighteousness. Now, God giving them up to believe what is false is a part of the judgment that he gives. Their hearts are away from him. They revel in unrighteousness. They have pleasure in unrighteousness. They do not like to retain the knowledge of God. And so, in according with what we have in Romans 1, God gives them up to these kinds of pleasures that they prefer in opposition to the truth. And in a judgment, he sends upon them a strong delusion so they may believe what is false. Here we see the absolutely important nature of truth and how it is important for us to seek uh, to embrace it, to set aside all of our predispositions and set aside our desires to, to find things for our own pleasure that will replace the truth. But there are those, thank God, there are those who will believe the truth. And here's the way Paul speaks about that in the verses that immediately follow. But we ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, beloved by the Lord, because God chose you as the firstfruits to be saved through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. This is very similar in its concepts to what we have in Titus 1, the faith of God's elect, even their knowledge of the truth. Here he told the Thessalonians that they were called through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. To this he called you through our gospel, so that you may obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brothers, stand firm and hold to the traditions that you were taught by us, either by our spoken word or by letter. So here Paul says that in the same way that his spoken word under special revelation was something they were to be believed, now he is writing a letter and by inspiration, he is saying the very words that need to be said, and it too is a part of the deposit of truth. And so he will have us know in the revelation he's given us that we cannot save ourselves from condemnation. We must flee to Christ. And because of his substitutionary death and righteous life, in fleeing to Christ, there is salvation. We must know that we have no heart for righteousness. This is an element of the truth, and we must believe it. We must know that we indulge ourselves in unholiness, and we have set aside the truth in order to pursue our pleasures. This is something that we must embrace. We must confess. Uh, we must see it as that which is a truthful a condemnation of our, of our actions, and it must lead us to repentance and to confession of Christ as our only hope. We must see that we will not believe without a new birth, that if we believe when we believe with our heart, it is only because the Holy Spirit of God has come and has applied the truth in a powerful way to our lives. It is through an operation of the Spirit and belief of the truth that we come into a saving relationship with God. When we are saved, we will know that it is of God. It is the truth that he has revealed. It is the truth that has been implanted upon our hearts, uh, in our minds by the preaching of the word, and in our hearts by the effectual calling of the Holy Spirit. 
Thank you for listening. And our next time, we will look at some more of the phrases here in Titus 1.